0: In the early morning hours on November 13, 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. killed his entire family in cold blood, and claimed that the demonic voices told him to do it. For decades, the the medieval horror has captivated audiences—a scary movie about a haunted house that forced a family to flee after just a month. This film. Has inspired many people to seek out the real Long Island home behind the area tale. But often, loss and the shuffle is the brutal crime that supposedly made the house haunted: the Miniville Murders. The real-life horror story began on 9th, on November 13, nineteen seventy-four when a 23-year-old man named Ronald DeFeo Jr. fatally shot his parents and his four younger siblings while they were asleep in their home in a New York. Hours after murdering them, DeFeo went to a nearby bar, crying for help. DeFeo initially claimed to the police that the murders had likely been a mob hit and his act was apparently so convincing that he was taken to a local station for protection but it didn't take long for cracks to form in his story and by the next day he had already confessed to killing his family himself however the medieval murders case was far from over when DeFeo went on trial his lawyer built a case that he was an insane man who became a killer because of demonic voices in his head. And about a year after the slaughter, a new family moved into the home where the murders took place. They fleed the residence after just 28 days claiming it was haunted. Though the crime has often been an afterthought throughout the years, thanks in part, of the, part to the popularity of the medieval murder, it's even more horrifying her than anything that Hollywood could ever dream of. A troubled home life of the DeFeo family. On the outside, the DeFeos appeared to live happy lives on a long island during the early 1970s. And according to the New York Times, one of their neighbors described them as nice, normal family. The family was of Ronald DeFeo, Sr. and Louis DeFeo and their five children, Ronald Jr., Dawn, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. They lived in an affluent part of Long Island called Mediville. Their Dutch colonial home had a swimming pool and a nearby boat dock. Inside the house, there were life-size portraits of the family hung on the walls. One little local girl told the times that Ronald DeFeo Sr. had frequently given her rods to her family's restaurants in Brooklyn. Another another neighbor named Catherine O'Reilly said that DeFeo had befriended her after her husband passed away. It seemed as if the family were kind, loving people. But the the DeFeo's were a very different family behind closed doors. Ronald DeFeo Sr. managed an auto dealership, a job that certainly couldn't support the famous lavish lifestyle instead much of their money came from Louis' father, Michael who purchased the family's home for them, allowing them to move out of their small Brooklyn apartment. But Roger later gave his son-in-law about $50,000 to have the family portraits painted. So for all the wealth and luxury that Ronald Big Ronnie DeFeo Sr. showed off, he had in truth earned very little of it himself. Big Ronnie was also reported an abusive and violent man most often, he took his anger and frustration out on his, young, his eldest child, Ronald DeFeo Jr., who usually went by Butch. And as Butch grew up, he struggled to find any common ground with his father. Butch was also bullied at school for being overweight, with kids calling him names like Porkchop or The Blob. By his teenage years, he had lost most of that weight, though he though he threw his use of aspirins, which he had come to rely on, along with alcohol, as a coping mechanism. He and his father continued to fight frequently. Butch once pulled a gun on Ronald Sr. and although Butch was technically employed at his family's dealership. He rarely showed up to work and left early when he did. In general, he spent most of his time doing drugs or drinking, getting into fights and arguing with his parents. Still, no one expected that Ronald DeFeo Sr.'s troubles would lead him to commit the medieval murders. Butch's ongoing conflict with his father came to a violent head when he fatally shot Ronald DeFeo Sr. with a 35 caliber Merlin rifle as he slept during the early hours of November 13, 1974. But of course, he didn't just kill his father. He also turned the gun on his mother, Larise DeFeo. Then 23-year-old Butch went into the bedrooms where his siblings were sleeping and murdered 18-year-old Dawn. 13-year-old Allison, 12-year-old Mark, and 9-year-old John Matthew with the same weapon. After killing his family, Butch took a shower, got dressed, and collected incriminating evidence. On his way to work, he threw the evidence, including the gun, into a storm drain, then went about his death. He ignored as to why his father hadn't showed up for work as planned and even called him as the day went on he decided to leave work and spent the afternoon with his friends making sure to mention to all of them that he couldn't get in touch with his family for some reason then he prepared for the discovery of his family's bodies in the early evening butch ran to a near bar screaming for help he told the patron that Someone had shot his family and begged them to come back with him to his house. There, the shot bar goers were greeted with a truly horrific scene. Each member of the DeFeo family was found lying face down in bed with fatal bullet wounds. Ronald DeFeo Sr. and Luis DeFeo had been both shot twice and their children have been shot one time each. Yeah. Yeah. Police are robbed at the scene and found an in, stock, in shock Ronald DeFeo Jr. waiting for them. DeFeo initially came, claimed to the authorities that he believed his family had been targeted by the mob. At first, it seemed like the cops might buy his story. They even took him to a police station for his protection, when they soon noticed details that didn't line up. For example, DeFeo maintained that he had been at work all morning and with friends all afternoon, therefore he couldn't have killed his family. But police quickly determined that the bodies would have been shot sometime in the early morning, well before DeFeo would have gone to work. And after DeFeo mentioned a notorious mob hitman who could have killed his family, police soon found out that the hitman was out of state. By the next day, Ronald DeFeo Jr. had confessed to the crime. He told the police, once I started, I just couldn't stop, it went so fast. DeFeo's criminal trial in October 1975 captured attention for two reasons. The sheer brutality of his crime and the unusual details surrounding the defense. His lawyer built a case claiming that he was an insane man who killed his family in self defense because of the demonic voices in his head. Ultimately, DeFeo was found guilty of six counts of second degree murder in November. He would later be sentenced to six consecutive sentences of 25 years in prison. But the story of the immediate murders was not over. For one thing, there were still mysteries surrounding the case. Authorities had no idea how all six victims had died in, his sleep, in their sleep without a struggle. Another thing that puzzled them was that none of the neighbors had heard gunshots despite the fact that DeFeo did not use a gun silencer. Though DeFeo claimed to have drugged his family's dinner, experts noticed that a long time had passed between the mill and the family's deaths. Perhaps most generally, the killer's motive remained uncertain. Though it's clear that DeFeo had many issues with his father, it baffled many that he would go after a rest of his family members especially his youngest siblings and considering that the fact that the fail would change his story multiple times in prison he shed very light on a haunting mystery and then in december of 1975 a new family moved into the Defeo's old home george Lutz, his wife Kathy, and his and their three children stayed at the residence for just 28 days before flaying the property in terror, claiming that the house was haunted by the spirits of the deceased, the Fayos. From Green slime reportedly oozing from the walls to windows suddenly shattering to family members allegedly le- levitating in bed, their claims sounded like something straight out of a horror film. And just a couple years later, in 1977, Arthur J. Ansing published a novel titled The Medieval Horror, based on the Lutz family's claims of paranormal activity happening in the house. In 1979, a movie by the same name was released to to the delight of horror fans, some of whom actively sought out the real and medieval horror house in search of paranormal activity. Incredibly, there have been over a thousand films based on the murders released since then, but the 1979 movie starring James Boland and Margaret Killer as Captain George Luce remains perhaps the best known. In the meantime, the had multiple attempts to free himself, growing increasingly resentful of the attention he had received in prison. He changed the story of what happened During the Medieval murders Multiple times at certain points Claiming that his mother or sister Had committed some of the killings He remained in prison Until the day he died At age 69 In 2021 I guess that Medieval heart Really is supposed to be me They fear once said Because I'm the one that got convicted of Killing my family I'm the one they said who did it I'm the one that's supposed to be possessed by the evil. After learning the true story of the Midyville murders, then the police finally released the case of the DeFeo Murders. Thank you for joining. And listening to this episode of True Crime and Horror. I'm your host, Lee Lewis. Until next time. Hi, this is Penton Lee Lewis. You might remember me from my last podcast, Time to Speak Your Mind. I started this podcast because I wanted to focus on what I really love horror and true crime stories. I will bring you some juicy true crime story every Saturday, and horror stories every Wednesday. I will cover true crime stories starting from the Madog murders all the way down to Murder on the Middle Beach. Can't wait to start this goosebumps, chills down the spine journey with you.